Welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. We've got Adam, we've got Rhiannon, we've got Caleb, and we are happy for you guys to be back. Uh, guys, how are you doing? I know I am. I'm a little hopeful this week. It seems like I've heard things happening in the world that are not terribly awful this week. Like, well, I mean, there are terribly awful things happen, but I'm hearing of specific events that are not awful. And it's just, I don't know. I'm doing better. How are you? <laughs> you you really want to get out to the movie theater, man. I do, man. I want to go out to movie theaters. I wasn't speaking of that. I was speaking of more uh, nationally significant events that are actually happy for once. But yeah, I mean, there's just it's been a it's been a good week for some happy things happening. How are you, Rhiannon? <laughs> oh, why is she muted all of a sudden? Can you hear her, Adam? I cannot hear her. I cannot. Uh, Adam is the thing maybe where she should, I don't know, leave and come back, you think? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, man, that burns. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, no, I have no idea. Um, yeah, try leaving and coming back. That was not a uh, COVID-induced cough. That was... Uh, oh, man, I'm going to die. <laughs> it looked like a, a Jack and Coke It was, yeah it was Jack it and Coke In a piece of ice Yeah, okay Oh man, my eyes are watering Yeah, I'm good, man How are you? <laughs> That's excellent Well, if you're watching us on the live stream You can see that 156 ep- issue episodes in We've got our crap together We know what we're doing <laughs> All right, Rhiannon, let's hope you're here. Yes. Yeah. So you missed you missed Adam almost dying on his drink, which was noticed. Okay. Um, I am scared to be optimistic. You know. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. Like if things are going good. I'm just kind of like, all right. So. I mean, I'm recording this what Thursday night, so like I'm sure tomorrow. There'll be something awful. Um, and next week we'll laugh. We'll be like, ha ha, we thought last week was okay. Um, yes! Remember when we thought 2020 was on the upswing? Um, and then Adam died of COVID. He swore it was just choking up his drink. Remember when we foolishly tried to squeeze a well, modicum of joy out of life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, but if they had shut down two months ago, they would be... Have- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we should have done. We should have maybe had a pandemic team in in place to make plans nationwide and look at this all from a scientific perspective. That's what I think we should have done. But y'all didn't elect me president. Even though she ran. I ran for like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, for like two weeks. It was a very successful campaign. It went was that viral. for the 2016 and election, or was that 2012? It was for the 2016 election. Um, for those unfamiliar with my presidential campaign... Wait, did you actually... You actually ran for president? So, um, there's lots of milestones in your life. Like, when you turn 18, you can, uh, I don't know, enlist in the army or something. Uh, when you turn 21, you can drink. When you turn 25, you can, like, run a car without paying all the fees. But there stops being milestones. So when I turned 35, I kicked off a presidential campaign. Because I met the minimum eligibility requirements. And at the time, that was a joke. It was just, I'm running for president because I meet the minimum eligibility requirements. And somehow, setting up a presidential campaign on Facebook with only that as my platform, a political blogger grabbed it and it went viral. And I'm gonna have to look this up. It doesn't exist anymore. Like they, I mean, they just sort of like. like, Do you like lawsuit them or what? No, no. I mean, all it was was like I had my fake Facebook page, and they like shared it on their Facebook page, and they were like, "This looks like a cool idea." And next, I had like 800 followers, (laughs) and I seriously. I seriously had no campaign. I had posted no campaign platform other than 
I meet the minimum eligibility requirements. And, like, some people, and there were people that was, like, because, like, my plan was, like, this was for my friends and family, and then it would roll out and I would have a um, campaign rally as my birthday party. You know, like, have everybody over for a big campaign rally. I made little press badges. I had, like, I had, like, a whole big theme and plan going. And, like, suddenly there were people that I'd never met that were, like, I would come to your campaign rally. And I'm like, you don't know me. Like, you don't know anything about me. There was, there were like three rational people that were like, but what is your platform? And I was like, my platform is that I meet the minimum eligibility requirements. And they were like, well, what do you believe in? And I was like, I believe in the Constitution's, you know, statement that you must be 35 years old <laughs> and natural born. So, you know. <laughs> Like, literally every question I answered with something. So, like, there were some people that were like, okay, yeah, I'm not voting for you. And I'm like, good, because, like, I'm not actually running. So I still have, so what I did, I took that Facebook group and I just, like, hit it. But I still had the 800 followers. And then occasionally I would just, like, I, like, rebranded it. And then I reopened it. And then I would, like, post stuff. And there would be people that are like, why am I following this page? Wait, what's up with all these Daredevil posts? I know. I kind of wanted, you know, like, I thought about when we started this and stuff. Like, taking that, you know, like, that's 800 followers. I didn't think they, I didn't know if they would transfer. And I was like, uh, I'll save those for something special one day. I love that there's a Facebook group with 800 people in there somewhere. And they're all just kind of like, meh, we're in this group. We're in this together. 800 people that are so disinterested in politics, they're like, oh, she's minimally capable of doing this, so yeah, I'll, I'll follow her. <laughs> yeah, I should have taken, like, some screen grabs, like, back when it was Rhiannon for president and had all of that stuff. This is, like, the most we've talked to any sort of politics, like, outward. Well, hey, you know, we don't want to be behind you know we, we don't want to get people riled up but i think voting for Rhiannon is something that all of our listeners could appreciate <laughs> yeah thanks all right uh we actually have lots of news this week so the first exciting news is we are seeing lots and lots of evidence that marvel is about ready to start filming stuff again so i'm going to run through this quickly selma hayek just got her hair done so that she can look the way she's supposed to look to do eternals reshoots uh, a Facebook page from the Czech Republic that does like casting and stuff says that uh, Falcon Winter Soldier is actively spooling production back up. Uh, Anthony Mackie's makeup artist said that she expects we'll see a black Captain America on the screen by the end of the year, which means she thinks that it's going to uh, make it out by the end of the year. Uh, the Loki, the Loki stunt actors and actresses are doing like uh uh i don't know they're like training online to get ready to come back to work and apparently marvel is starting to actively try to cast miss marvel and then rihanna we'll get to this in a minute but you just said that they're actively trying to cast somebody who for someone who might look like echo from the comic book so i guess are you guys feeling confident now? Like, is this enough evidence that it seems like things are really going to get going? Cautiously optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Like, uh, August is in, like, five weeks, right? Is it really? Wow. Kind of, sort of. One week in June and then July, however long July is. So, Falcon and Winter Soldier probably won't be released the first weekend in August. No, because they need to wait until after Black Widow. Don't they need to wait until Black Widow? No, they said Black Widow wouldn't affect anything. Impact anything. It would be much more easy if we got like some sort of official statement, you know? But what are you going to do? Like a Comic-Con panel? A Comic-Con panel would be cool. Yeah, or something. Or even like a Kevin Feige tweet. Or something. He has Twitter. That's interesting because Avatar has started back up in New Zealand with Disney. Was there anything official for that, or we just know they're they're going? We just know they're going. Disney is keeping everything hush, hush. 
Like they don't want people to know they're doing stuff. And it's weird. Um, Cause I've had something set up before that got poo pooed by um, a certain PR team that doesn't want people to know they're working during this time. I'm trying to find the angle on it. Um, but I mean, they've been doing visual effects stuff this whole entire time and it's no secret. So yeah. Cause uh, universal, I think made a pretty public announcement that Jurassic park, the next Jurassic park movie is actively working in the UK very soon. Now I think we also saw uh, an article that said Sony is trying to do uncharted and Spider-Man three, like back to back so they can just like squeeze as much out of Tom Holland and four or five weeks as they possibly can, which I, I mean, it makes sense to me, you know? Well, they're going to have to, too, if they're going to, those are both 2021 movies, right? So anyways, I mean, that's good news. I think for those of us that love Marvel, it, you know, we're kind of waiting for some kind of content and if they can get winter soldier and Falcon Falcon and winter soldier squeezed out, you know, and then get it filmed at least those are two Disney Plus shows that we'll be able to get in the next six months, hopefully, or you know, year and a half, or next nine months, whatever. Um, it's it's exciting. I don't know. I'm just gonna wait for the other shoe to drop. I'm not getting hopeful about anything, except for New York. New York seems to be opening up and not having more cases, so I'll get hopeful about that. So talking about things opening up, we also heard today that AMC Theaters is planning on opening 650 of their locations by July 15. Is that right? Or is it June 15? Today is July. Today is June 18th. So. So, so they missed it. It's June. Very good. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so I just July... don't think they're opening June 15th. So July 15th, if you are new to this, AMC is a big deal because they're the largest theater chain in America. So that's a big deal if they're trying to open up. Um, Regal and Cinemark, I think, have both said that they're going to try to be open similarly. Everybody's aiming to get about a weekend before Disney releases Mulan, which is currently scheduled for July 24th. Uh, they did move Tenet back two weeks, which made me and Adam look like idiots on last week's podcast because we, we we talked on Thursday night that that movie was on the 17th and they wouldn't push it back and then they pushed it back on Friday. But anyway. Uh, I mean, two weeks. That's not hardly a delay. That's true. It did it did cascade everything backwards, though, including Wonder Woman and some other stuff. Mm. I mean, they pushed Matrix back a full year, so it's it's a relatively short, short yeah. delay. Uh, Rhiannon, you mentioned last week you're excited to go as long as there's masks, and AMC is saying that they're not going to require masks. Do you have any other thoughts about how you feel about it if they're not going to require masks? Well, and I, and I just tweeted this in our little discussion. Like, on further thought on that, I I don't trust people to keep their mask on anyways. Like, there's absolutely nothing. They're not going to come. They won't come through and, like regulate anything after a movie starts so there's no way they're going to come through and be like excuse me excuse me uh you need to put that mask back on you know in the middle of the second act um so i don't think i you know have that much excitement about the mask situation like um so i really don't know i really really don't know um, evidently they're doing some sort of algorithm to gray out seats so that there's distance between seats. You know, like a group of people buying seats, there's distance between them and the next group of people. That could make it comfortable, but I don't know. Because the mask, the thing about the comfort with masks is that you're protected from somebody else if somebody else is wearing the mask. You know, it's more effective in keeping you from spreading the virus if you are infected than it is keeping you from getting it if you're around somebody that's breathing it out. So I don't, it comes down to, do I trust other people to not spread the virus to me? Because I haven't had it yet. Um, so I don't know how I'm feeling on that. I trust more like the... Kelly Broadway Thompson theater. shared it really... 
Who? Kelly Thompson shared a really uh, interesting graphic that we'll have to look at. It's about like uh, wearing pants and peeing. Yes. Like if you're both not wearing pants, you'll get pee on each other. But if you're wearing pants, only the person who's peeing gets it. It's on Kelly Thompson's thing. I just butchered the graphic. But it's if you're having any issues understanding why you should wear a mask, Look at Kelly Thompson's Twitter. No, absolutely. Just consider mask to be pants and P to be the virus, and it clarifies it so quickly. Yeah, I thought about that graphic way too much because I saw it weeks ago. And, I mean, like, so if you are the person peeing, then you're standing around in, like, soggy, soggy, wet pants. And that just sounds gross. And I stopped liking that analogy. I want to think I heard about it one, but I don't remember it. But just wear a mask. What I want them to do, I've already put this on Twitter, and this is the way I feel like they should go ahead. Already, theaters have created, like, 18 different options. I don't know how you do it in New York, Rhiannon. Whenever we buy movie tickets in New York City, it's like, do you want the Dolby something digital sound? Or do you want this kind of sound? Or what kind of projection? You know, there's, like, 18 different ticket types that you can buy at a lot of the theaters. Yeah. If you've already got that tech, let's just make mask screenings. Like screenings where you go, everybody's going to wear a mask, there's going to be no food, and we're going to charge you an extra five bucks. And you know, you're right. It won't stop people from taking off their masks. But you would think that if people are going to bother to do the mask-only screening, that they're probably more inclined to care. And so, I don't know, that would just make me feel better about things. And I'm willing to pay extra for it. You know, like... Just give me an option. Like, I have to pick between IMAX 3D and a mask only. You know, like, to me, this is a simple solution for all these things. If I pay extra for a mask, they better be coming through making sure people wear their masks. Which they won't. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, they they have the technology to make money on this however they want to make money on it. You explained your ticket buying process, and I have to chuckle. Because... Well, in New York, you get all these options. Every time I so as much buy tickets on Fandango and show up to the movie theater, no one knows how to ring the one barcode in. So, so we're still we've still got some time before we get to all the various options. I am really curious if this is going to force theaters nationwide to do assigned seating. You know, like I assume they don't have that there in Iowa, Adam. Like I wonder if they'll pick up that you know habit or whatever because of this or not. Oh, like I told you, we just got seats. So assigned seating is probably 2022 or 2024 before we had troughs. So we'll uh, we'll see. Standing room only might be the answer to this. Like, just do it festival style. Oh, that would be terrible. Just do it festival style. Get rid of the seats. And, like, if somebody is too close to you and they're not wearing a mask, you can just walk away from them. And I hate festival seating. That makes me think of old, uh, Epcot has a couple of like movies in the like international plaza that are like, come see beautiful panoramic scenes from Canada, but it's all standing room only movies. And I remember as a kid hating it because you had to crank your neck up to see it and there's always adults in your way and your feet got tired and yeah, it sounds terrible. Uh, yeah, don't go do that. Go do Rise of the Resistance instead. Um, breaking news. I just got an email. Um, a, a press release. Because the headline is, Bidet Company will pay you $10,000 to poop this summer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Tushy. T-U-S-H-Y, Bidet Company. If you want $10,000, check out the Tushy website. You heard it here first. That's interesting. I've actually heard of that company before, so. I mean, it would make you um, impervious to toilet paper shortages. I know several people that installed bidets. And I have one Muslim friend that was like, why why are you guys so concerned? Because they always use bidet type things. Yeah, it's one of those things I feel like if I could get over culturally, I might actually enjoy. But it takes, you know, it's that leap of faith. So. This is not really Marvel news, but I wanted to talk about it. DC is doing a one-day fan event called the Fandome. Yeah! Which is like a big website event. There's going to be announcements. There's going to be trailers. There's going to be lots of fun, cool stuff. 
Rhiannon, you had a very hot take when this was announced, and I just thought we should talk about that hot take for a minute. DC takes care of their fans. Much better than Marvel. San Diego Comic-Con last year? If people ever see me tweeting about this, this is what I'm tweeting about. San Diego Comic-Con last year, they took a group of DC people that had their app, uh, the DC Universe, whatever it was, and said, hey... Do you want to go have brunch on our yacht? And like, just like had brunch on a yacht. You know what Marvel did for their Marvel Plus people? Nada. Nothing. They didn't even have like their special panel that they used to have. They didn't even have like, come by our booth, we'll give you a pin. They didn't have crap. DC was like... If you belong to the DC Universe, come by on Monday for... Or not Monday, but come by on Thursday for this, and Friday for this, and Saturday for this, and we're going to go out on the yacht. And, like, I mean, they're just, like, they take such care of their fans. And then Marvel is just kind of like, if you can make it to our booth, we might give you a poster. If you get here at the right time, and, like, you know, don't stare at our security guards the right way. The wrong way. Um, anyways, so anyways, DC is doing a whole this big, nice little one-day con event, and, you know, Feige doesn't even remember. He has a Twitter account. Do you think this is Ike Perlmutter's fault at all? Like, some of the con stuff you're talking about? Is this the cheapness of Perlmutter, or yes. is this a more... Okay. <laughs> I mean, from what I've heard, from the little bit of sources that I have, the, the, the lack of cool stuff is Disney's profit margins. So maybe not Perlmutter directly as the fact that it's a mega corporation. But also, I mean, I've heard WB is squeezing things at DC as well. Uh, you know, they're now part of a mega corporation. but Or AT&T. Whoever owns whoever now. Yeah, I know what you're saying. So yeah, anyway. what's the biggest company? Warner Media is not the biggest, is it? Or is it? I think it all depends on how you define it. I think Sony is actually the biggest... The biggest corporation that owns a movie studio, if you include all the Sony Electronics stuff, in addition to the movie studio. Does that make sense? Really? It's even bigger than, like, Comcast? I thought so. I mean, it was my understanding. I mean, you know, like, they just make a lot of money off, like, computers and cell phones and all sorts of crap, you know? Right. Adam, are you going to be lining up for uh, DC Fandom? Hell yeah, man. It's Suicide Squad stuff's going to be there. The Batman, I, I'm gonna love. Like I'm so shocked for they're having Batman stuff there. Reeves is gonna be there. Um, yeah, I mean I was sold before just because I'm all about the Snyder cut now. But now they're doing yeah, they're doing everything. Black Adam stuff too. Um, Shazam two stuff. So yeah, it's uh, plus it's free, right? It's free online. I mean, within two months or whenever it is, we'll very likely have like a sizzle reel of the Batman and we'll probably have a Suicide Squad trailer, um, which will have a whole crap ton of reveals. So, I don't know, man. I mean, we have enough stuff. It's it's insane we haven't gotten a Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer yet, right? I mean, they could do Eternals, they could do Falcon and Winter Soldier, they could do WandaVision, um, a Shang-Chi sizzle reel, a Loki sizzle reel. Um, What are you going to do? But they don't have to, so they don't. Yeah, I'm actually with you guys on this, like, I I, want to push back a little. DC is great to their fans, except for making bad movies. I really like Birds of Prey. I really liked Doom Patrol. I like their TV shows. Their TV shows. So, I mean, you say that, but the past two years have been very solid. Doom Patrol's great. Titans is all right. Harley Quinn's one of the best cartoons ever made. Yeah, but as I was saying, but that being, given that caveat, I think I I totally agree as far as what you're saying about they're just creating good fan events. Like, they're doing the kind of stuff that I wish Marvel would do. I've said a million times on this show that something like the fandom is exactly what I would like to see out of Marvel. And it just bugs me that they can't get their heads out of their butts long enough to do it. You know, 
I guess they're just fearful about not wanting to overpromise. And to be fair, DC has a habit of saying things are coming that don't end up coming. So I can kind of appreciate that instinct a little bit. I think it's just that they don't need to. I mean, I really do. I think they're just like, we don't need to have a one-day event to get our fans hyped because our fans are going to show up because we create a quality product. You know, I I think it's it's almost an arrogance on the side of Marvel. At least that's the way I see it. I mean, like I said, that was my one big nervousness with Feige taking over everything, is that we lose all of that. Yeah, because at least Jeff Loeb felt a little more down-to-earth when it came to the television stuff, and we still had somebody there. Um, I mean, Casado's still there for the stuff that he's still involved in. And I mean, for those that haven't, like, he's done those little morning warm-ups throughout the summer. They've been fun. Um... But, you know, we're not going to get a morning warm-up that explains Falcon and Winter Soldier, or that talks about that. We own DC Nerd Desk if we want to just rebrand. would require me to learn a whole lot about a lot of things that I do not understand currently, but... Same. Better to get to reading and watching. But, oh, Rihanna did have a good point. I mean, Marvel TV at least had convention activations right wasn't there like a cloak and dagger one uh uh daredevil or defenders had that huge presence the ghost rider car from whenever ago yeah defenders i mean well defenders when defenders had their big thing netflix paid for that that was a netflix activation and defenders was there the cloak and dagger activation freeform yeah I think it was Cloak and Dagger. I mean, it might have been ABC. No, Freeform. Um, Freeform might have paid for that. But it was really, I mean, the the Cloak and Dagger activation, they put you in stunt gear and you did a stunt where you went flying and stuff. It was super, super cool. Um, But this all suggests that Marvel's just cheap, though, or Disney's just cheap. I mean, Freeform, technically, I guess that is a Disney company. So that's, you know, one thing. But, like, most of what we're talking about was Netflix or Hulu or somebody shelling out the cash, not Marvel. And there does seem to be a, like, culture of cheapness around Marvel when it comes to some of this stuff. That they've been totally, as you said, Rhiannon, capable of getting away with because they make really good stuff. Marvel Studios has made what twenty five billion in ten years. Freeform and ABC Family hasn't made twenty five billion in its lifetime. Well, we're all in agreement, and we're all for DC, so that has got to be a first time that that's ever happened on this podcast. How about that Snyder Cut teaser, man? Did you guys like that or not? I, I, I loved it. I didn't watch I the other cut, so. I mean, there is still a reason I'm on Marvel News Desk, but I mean, you know, we own DC News Desk. If if somebody wants to start it, we'll support them. Yeah. No, Adam, I'm I'm the concern I have with what I saw. Like, it, it looked interesting to me, and I liked it. I just, I've heard that they're not gonna let, like, they're not gonna bring back any of the cast to film anything else. They're just gonna have to like hobble together. The footage they've already got, maybe do some VFX work. So I'm just, I just don't know if he's got enough of a product to put together. Like people swear that he has this full cut ready to go. I just don't know how much footage he really has in his back pocket. Like it was cool today. It's just four hours worth. Okay, if he's got it, man, I'm there for it. I just, I just don't know. Well, no, that's what it is. So it's right now. It's four hours. Like they plan on releasing it. So. HBO Max has to decide if they're actually going to release it four hours worth or they're going to make it a limited series. Which doesn't really make sense because it would be on streaming anyways. Don't watch the other cut before. If you guys haven't seen Justice League, just watch for the Snyder Cut. Justice League won't get you excited for it whatsoever. Or it might, because you'll watch it and you're like, man, I really need to uh, rinse my mouth out with something. 
I mean, it's super, super interesting. They, they say it's not going to set a precedent, but I don't know. Precedent that a fan-led campaign can bully a company into doing whatever they want? Uh-oh. We have a convert. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Other piece of news I saw today, the uh, showrunner or creator of New Warriors let it fly that New Warriors would have introduced the uh, live-action version of MODOK as its bad guy throughout the show if it had ever got produced. And it just reminded me that New Warriors continues to be this unbelievable mystery that we'll never see answered. Because everything we hear about it's awesome, and it was never made. But not as awesome as that show that was made that we're never going to get to see because it was so awesome they couldn't air it. No, that's this one. New oh, Warriors. that was New Warriors? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The show is so, so good, good. They scrapped it. We couldn't see it. Yeah. Freeform, you know, it was so good, but Freeform just could not bump, you know. What was that show we used to make fun of all the time that was on Freeform? I don't know. Their fans got mad at us. I don't want to say it. I, like, I, I don't want to stop being I don't want to make anybody mad. We lost a listener from that. I understand. So, anyways, yes. Whatever that teen show was that was, uh, it was on. Anyways, they, I just... Shadow Hunter. Okay, that was it. Yes. Uh, I mean, you know, they just... I, I don't watch a lot of Freeform. I just can't believe that there was no space. But I guess we're just treading the same territory. Would you guys have liked to see MODOK on a TV budget? Hell yeah. It would be so campy and corny. It would be amazing. Would it be like Mr. Robot and Dr. Doom? I mean, and Doom Patrol? No. 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 I don't know. I mean, usually he's just a big head. I just don't know if they would have done that. I feel like they would have cheaped out on it. Like, he would have just had, like, a big head. Like, he would have had a normal-sized head, and then, like, it would have been wrapped up like MODOK. But then he would have had a normal sized body or he would have been like a hologram or something. I don't know. I just feel like it would not have been MODOK all the way. That's your new Warriors talk for the week. It was just so weird to me that that popped out of nowhere. That like all of a sudden someone wanted to talk about this show. It's been like two years, so his NDA must be in. It was like Comic Book did an interview with somebody and they dug in for like a one line that they could turn into a story. <laughs> Uh, Variety is reporting that we're going to get both the Hitmonkey show and the Modoc show. And that, yeah, we kind of knew that. But, I mean, this made really explicit. It's because they had something done for them. And they just didn't want to waste the money they had spent on developing. Like, we had said really cynically, like, oh, they just kept the ones that they'd already started work on. And this Variety article basically confirms, yes, they kept the ones that they'd already started work on, and they dumped the others. Spoiler alert, that doesn't mean good stuff for Hellstrob. Well, because they started Dalazon work long before they canceled all those shows that they planned on doing. Oh, so, uh, for like a Hellstrom season two. Right, or a Hellstrom season two, or any other stuff, I guess. I don't know, I tweeted about this. I hope it's I feel like in today's environment, if you have something in the can, you're processing that and putting it on TV. Because there's going to be, like, a four-month period that they thought they would be filming. We're going to have, like, real. This is how you end up with reality TV. So, like, give us whatever scripted dramas have been filmed. Pull out that new Warriors! Let us see <laughs> yeah, it! Exactly. Nobody wants to see the real Housewives of Des Moines. That sounds fascinating. Will there be potatoes? Hell yeah, potatoes and corn. And pork. You guys see my air fryer? I just like whipped up some fried potatoes for breakfast. Adam, were you saying something about something you tweeted about um, Hellstrom? Yeah, I hope it is uh, completely disconnected. I don't want any nods or Easter eggs or anything outside of these characters. So if people do respond well to it, they can do something with it. You know, they can make it canon. They could launch something off of it. Um, I mean, the majority of my thoughts behind it are because I'm very selfish and Damien Hellstrom's one of my probably top five favorite characters. Um, but they're, they've got to have something on Hulu sometime, man. So we'll see. Maybe it's a test run or something. 
Um, cautious. I'm not even cautiously optimistic. I'm just trying to be optimistic with it. But what do you know? According to Caleb, network TV's dead, so Marvel's never having anything on network TV ever again. And Hulu's just as good as network TV, so, you know, it is what it is. Two quick things. Spider-Woman and Madam Web apparently are separate movies, not the same movie, which, thank God, I guess. Like, okay. Apparently people thought they'd be together. And then I have one thing left in my notes. And maybe you guys can help me figure out what it means. I have B-E, capital B, capital E, at Disney. Big event at Disney? I don't know. I don't think so. It was something I saw today as I was going through the news. But uh, anyway, it was I, I we can't talk about it because I can't remember what the note is. That's what happens when I write my notes in shorthand. Are we going to talk about the other news that broke right before we started? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, it's not in my rundown. That's why I forgot it. So we will replace whatever BE is with Rhiannon. There's a new character coming to the MCU. Well, it looks like our buddy uh, Charles Murphy reported right before we started recording that uh, Disney is casting an indigenous person that is deaf. And, like, the casting announcement says, we'll need to speak fluently in ASL, American Sign Language, um, and that it's for a TV series filming this fall. And that, and I'm just like, of course you can. Um, and it dawned on me, everybody doesn't know everybody in the Daredevil comics. Um, there's a character in the Daredevil comics named Echo. Her name is Maya, and I apologize, I forgot her last name. But Maya um, is an indigenous person who is deaf. And she also evidently, according to Charles's write-up, had some appearances in Hawkeye. So he's thinking that she might be in the Hawkeye. And in Hawkeye comics, and like I've said many times, and like I wanted in the movies, in the comics, Hawkeye is deaf. So they could be going in a uh, deaf culture sort of direction with that show. That was that news. And I was really excited about it. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it's, I think it goes in line with something we've said many times that these Disney Plus shows are going to expand out the universe. And I think just really in a lot of ways, like there's just going to be a proliferation of just dozens and dozens of new characters you know, instead of like, we usually got like one or two new characters a year when it was a movie, you know, two movies a year. But now I think we're going to be seeing dozens of characters, you know, popping up. And I'm pretty sure she was actually the first Ronin, right? My hell was. I think she was Ronin before Clint Barton. That sounds right. And she's called Echo because she mimics people. Like, I think she even... I think in the comics she actually even spoke because she could just, she saw very well, like she could see things so well and she could mimic anything that she saw. So. All right, let's get into uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. What did you guys think about this week? So this week I enjoyed so much that when I was done, I started watching the last, the episodes of Agent Carter that I never watched long ago. Oh wow! Did yes. you? Are you enjoying yes. them? Because I'd watched like season one and not season two, so I just jumped into season two, and I am enjoying it. So yeah, I enjoy. I, yeah, they let Susa live. That was so sweet. Oh, spoilers! Hopefully, you guys know at this point we do spoilers for uh, for the show. Adam, did you enjoy it this week? It was unique. I uh, when did I decide I liked it? I knew there was a point. Maybe right at the end. Um, oh, this is just totally unique. It's amazing. Um, that's not amazing. Oh, yeah, I liked it. Let's just say that. I've tried to be more um, positive when it comes to Agents of Shit. So I did like it. There was still no fits, and they broke Enix heart. So that was... 
Oh, that was the biggest problem I had with the whole episode. It made no sense. Yeah. Like, why would they just leave I him there? Go get your buddy. We've been rewatching Parks and Rec, so I was just calling him uh, Enoch Gurgich all right? like, episode long, you know? Like, they were just, just teaching him, like, treating him exactly like Terry, Larry, Gary, you know? Yeah. They sure were. They sure were. Poor Enoch. Poor buddy. I hope they really, really make it up to him. I also hope it doesn't become, like, a, a subplot that he, like, gets, like, mad and sullen and, like, turns into an evil guy, you know? Like, that would be... That would be frustrating to me. If he turns into a villain, I would be on Team Enoch, because, like, they were mean to him. They were. Like, they were... They, they they deserve it. For it to be, like, the end, and they're like, we found Fitz! And, like, they're they're almost, like, having Fitz join back or whatever, and he's like, screw you, I'm gonna kill Fitz for, like, a 14th time. <laughs> I really love this episode because I'm a total sucker for this entire aesthetic. The black and white, the P.I. monologue, the, the way, just the way the camera moves. They actually, like, um... The way they moved the camera along the train at one point just had a good old, like, Humphrey Bogart kind of feel to it. Um, the the way they light things, you know, like, everything was a, a clear homage to, like, old film noir kind of cop PR movie, or PR, PI movies. And I just, I'm a sucker for all of that. And so even if it wasn't perfect, I was just so happy to, like, see that idiom on a TV show that... You know, like, they could do no wrong for me on this episode. Like, I just had a, a blast with it the whole time. And, and then at the end with him going, ah, oh, the inner monologue's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and it was kind of interesting. They gave it, like, a reason why it was black and white because of, you know, his, like, his stuff's not working. That's, I don't know, that was not necessarily, I don't think it was necessary. I've been fine with it regardless, but. Uh... It was fun. They were doing fun things. Adam doesn't like fun things. The hell you mean I don't like fun things? I like most well, things. Well, you're having to pretend to like this episode. Statistically, I like most things. Like, all things, pretty much. I mean... It was... I, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't go back and watch TV shows and movies from the 1950s in my free time. So, it was... I liked it, yeah. It was... But it pretty much does confirm it is doing like the two episodes per decade. So now they're doing 1973, I think, that Alice Cooper song came out, right? Yep. So then, so that would do two. Where did that song come from? Did it just like start playing in the... in The, the magical radio in that the lets them know exactly what year they're the in. The magical radio, okay. Yeah, because what happens is they're like, yeah, it's programmed to an oldies channel or something. They're like, oh, we went backwards in time. I love the idea that the Zephyr has an FM radio on it, like in an era of satellite radio and internet radio. The idea they'd bother to put an FM transmitter on that thing, I think, is kind of humorous. <laughs> it's it's good stuff. So so if we that would take us through six. And then if we do another 20-year jump, that means 7 and 8 would go to 1990, brought to you by the Counting Crows. And Counting Crows? I want to see them in a mosh pit, like a Nirvana concert. You know mosh pit at a Counting Crows concert? I do all the time. <laughs> spin Doctors. I'm sorry. Blues Traveler. The Spin Doctors. The Blues Traveler Spin Doctors. <laughs> Uh, give uh chloe bennett like alanis morissette hair you know like down to the middle of her back i would be cool with it if they did that and then after episode eight we did something else for the last five you know like i don't need them to go to 2010 and be like oh hey remember all the stuff that happened four years ago (laughs) when this show first started airing (laughs) right right we get the triskelion though at some point so that means seven and eight would be the 90s so then 9 and 10 would be 2010. Well, right about Winter Soldier-ish. And then we would get three episodes to wrap everything up. Maybe, yeah. So we've got Sousa traveling with them. 
Do we think he makes it to the end of the series? Or does he sacrifice himself? So I don't know if you've seen Rhiannon. There's a theory. Apparently the actor who plays Sousa has a bit role as a cop in Avengers. Oh, Oh, jeez. He does, yeah. So there's talk that they're going to find some way to embed him in the police force so that that's always been Agent Sousa in Avengers. That I, I like that. I like that. And I feel like they kind of, like, that's what I think about, like, this episode and stuff. I feel like Feige turned his head and they snuck in and did all these things that could fit in the continuity or whatever, you know, and they're playing around. Like, so far the time travel has been fun. I was a little surprised they went ahead and made the Avengers reference about Coulson dying. Right? Because it's been so long since they've talked about any of that stuff. Like, they've thrown in some references to early, early stuff. Now, what did you guys think about Agent May being given powers of super empathy? Superpowers. It's better. I liked her stuff now than it was, I guess. If she had stuff, I guess. I mean, but these are somebody's powers. I mean, it's not Rogue, right? Rogue? That, like, absorbs everything. But there's somebody that gets the empathy when they touch people. Like, this is a known power. Maybe just fan fiction or something. It, it feels like uh, Bruce Willis and Unbreakable to me a little bit. I, I don't know, Adam, is there a comic character that has, like, empathy as a power? I feel like there's got to be some mutant that has, like, roughly these powers in X-Men. Man, uh, isn't that what Mantis has? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the way James Gunn had Mantis in, in Guardians 2. May Mantis. Mantis May. Mantis. <laughs> Mantis. I was like, I know I have seen this powers recently. There is kind of a fun irony in the character who's never mm. been able to express her feelings well suddenly becomes capable of understanding everyone else's feelings. It is. They said everyone was coming full circle, man. And then she goes all Sookie Stackhouse, and Coulson's the one that she touches without being overwhelmed by feelings. So that's obviously who she's going to again be very comfortable with. Because so Sookie Stackhouse in True Blood, she can hear everybody's thoughts, except for vampires. She can't, so she hooks up with vampires because you don't want to be hooking up with somebody when you can hear their thoughts. It's distracting. So May is that Karen Page or Rogue? Karen Page? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh no, no, Rogue. Rogue, sorry, no. Karen okay. Page is a vampire. Um, I knew as a Marvel, a, yeah, an actress that yeah, was in a Marvel yeah, thing. It's, it's uh, Rogue. Um, so like May, May, like when she touched Coulson and she was like, "I don't feel anything." I was like, "Yep." That's how they're gonna hook the two of them back up. I mean, not that I think they stopped. Well, May stopped feeling, but you know, not that I think it would be a big stretch for them to get back together, but. Uh, we've talked about cameos. I see that if you watch the trailer for next week, Patrick Warburton is returning. I think when we thought it'd be great to see Annette Benning, we probably aimed a little too high. <laughs> I think we're going to get Patrick Warburton <laughs> instead. <laughs> <laughs> Who, if you remember, was the funny holograms in the lighthouse. Oh! I forgot who he is. He was like a founder of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Yeah, when they're in the, yeah, I just know in the lighthouse there was like the old seventies, and he's like the hologram, yeah, the AI type person. Yeah, Putty is in there, or whatever. He was Putty in Seinfeld, right? Is that his name? Yeah, Go Devils, <laughs> car salesman. Yeah, I, I think we've talked before. Just, I just love that it's fresh. Like this episode was fun because it was not, un, it was unlike anything else that they've ever done on the show, and I get the sense that next week is going to be. Like a bad 70s cop show, you know, with uh, Enoch and the turtleneck. And, like, I, I just enjoy that they're changing it enough that it's exciting every week. Yeah. That's what I'm enjoying it. And now I'm catching up on my last little bit of Marvel television that I hadn't watched with Agent Carter. Kind of begs the question, do you think they're setting this up so that the agents are not actually changing anything, but just making happen something that always happened. So in other words, do you think Sousa really died and then they just made a switcheroo? Or do you think that 
Susa has never ever died, and the history that they read was them reading about their own actions in the past. The second. I don't want to think about that, man. <laughs> I think it's the latter. Because that, like we talked about gargoyles, Adam, that's kind of the way gargoyles works. Is like when you do something in the past, yeah. you were the one that caused the thing that you found out about. Right. So I, I kind of like Which it. Which is it's like clean. the most, yeah, it's, it's very good. It's the cleanest, probably. Yeah. I mean, that's the type of time travel that I like, that you, that you can't actually change the history because it's already that way. All right, let's do our mailbag. I don't I don't think we had anything on Twitter. I've been keeping up with it a little more. Uh, we did have a couple comments from Love Waffle about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He would love to see one cast member return. And he mentioned, maybe you remember this, Rhiannon, there's a secretary that Sousa brings with him from New York to yeah, his L.A. office. Yeah. Like yeah. a redheaded secretary that like actually is good at fighting. He, he just would like to see someone like that, you know. Uh, he also thinks that the two teenagers that got interrupted on their uh, starlit date in the fifties should be there every time Shield open, every time Shield skips. So it like shows them at different ages, going, "Oh no, not again!" <laughs> Which I think is very clever. And uh, he definitely thinks they should give Sousa robot legs. Which is exactly what I thought. When Sousa got up and he grabbed his cane, I'm like, you guys have got technology to give Yo-Yo new arms. Surely you could, like, give this man a knee brace or something, right? Yeah, they can fix Sousa. If Sousa wants to be fixed. Yeah, very good. That's true. He may he may feel like that's not a problem, and he's happy to live that way. All right. Uh, I think that's it, guys. Thanks for listening to the show, and... Uh, you guys can thank you for supporting us. You can go to Patreon. If you are a patron, um, this is silly, but apparently they're starting to charge some of you sales tax. If you wonder why your patronage amount is going up by a few cents, it's because of sales tax. But uh, thank you to our patrons. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, thanks for supporting the pod. If you want to talk to us, do a Twitter, website, all that kind of stuff. And uh, we'll be back next week. See you guys later.